Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then visit dnasportsdenver.com. Uh, hit up the website, book a training session. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Uh, whether you're an offensive or defensive lineman wanting to take your game to the next level, maybe get off the ball a little better, or you're an athlete that just wants to improve their speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA. Uh, visit dnasportsdenver.com. Sign up now. Give us a look. Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah. DNA Sports Podcast, one more time for you. Episode number two. You guys liked the first one, so we went ahead and brought out a second one. Uh, Big Al over here, alongside my boy. Coach Dom, you know what's going on? Yeah. Hey, we're uh, turning into quite the professionals on this thing here. Uh, Beautiful day. Um, Hope you guys are having a great one wherever you're at, whether it's day or night, morning or or, uh, midnight, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, enjoying your day. Enjoying the day. Um, anyhow, man, we, hey, we had a great one last week. I, I hope you guys tuned in. If you didn't, you need to go back and listen to it because uh, talked about a bunch of different stuff, kind of got our feet wet with this, and uh, now we got some more, man. We're going to dive into a bunch of different stuff today. Uh, I know Dom got some things coming up on Player Spotlights. Uh, we talk about the Brittany Griner case a little bit, um, WWE in, in a weird way, and, and uh, <laughs> some uh, battle rap, man. So stay tuned and, and get with us, and uh, look forward to a, a great show. What you think, Dom? Yeah, I'm ready, man. Let's kick this thing off. You know, we want to keep them in tuned and, and ready to go. Um, we'll start with player spotlights today. Um, and this player that I'm going to speak about, I actually have been coaching against since he was in the third grade. And when I tell you, even back then, this kid was a special player where we had to game plan for him back then. <clears throat> he's still that guy today. Nice. Um, and he's a guy that people should watch for out in Colorado, um, not only at the high school level, but once he graduates, you're potentially going to see him, you know, in state um, competing. We hope. We hope. We hope. You know, um, but anyway, (laughs) further ado, um, the player spotlight of this week is Blake Barnett. He is the quarterback at Erie. Um, He is a junior this upcoming season. He stands 6'1", 210 pounds. Kid is a pure athlete. Um, He finished seventh in total passing yards last season, and he led his team to a 13-1 record, and they were the runner-up in the 4A state finals. As a sophomore? As a sophomore. Yeah, yeah, and as – he also went on to win the 100-meter dash, and he is currently ranked the number two in-state recruit in Colorado. Um, like I said, this kid's special, man. Um, you know, I had to go out the hat, and instead of picking a pass rusher, I had to pick the guys we chase and the guys that give us fits, and this guy gives fits on the field. And, again, like I said, I've been coaching against him since third grade, and now he's sophomore going into his junior season, and he's still killing it on the field. Um, notorious for that Superman stretch <laughs> as he makes these plays on the field. The Cam and, Newton. You know, he does his Cam Newton very well, and he's a great kid. And, you know, to see him strive at the next level um, is, is a great thing as a coach because – Again, I game planned for this kid several times playing in the championship game as he was playing for the Arvada All-Stars and we were playing for the Montbello Falcons. Nice. Um, you know, I do have it on film. We got the better of him that day, but, <laughs> you know, he's doing his thing and I'm proud of him. Um, proud well, to have coached against him and, and you know, 
I'm looking forward to watching them this year. Uh, Irie's got a good program, man. They've had a good program for a number of years. Uh, I believe the Clats are involved up there, but um, it, that's a great program. Um, I went a little different direction. I actually went where you would kind of go, and oh. kind of for the same reason, just because, you know, uh, as, as a defensive lineman, you know who's hard to chase down. Yeah. And as an offensive lineman, I know who's hard to block. And I went with uh, Blake Purchase from Cherry Creek High School. Oh, man. 6'2", uh, 240-pound uh, edge rusher. Uh, he's – he was number, I believe he's number two for his class, or number one for his class of 2023, yeah. and then he's also the uh, number 13th ranked edge rusher in the country. Yeah, uh, he he is something special. Too. Dude, he's he's uh, he's a nightmare, bro. I, he, he you know, there's a few games uh, that I've seen of his. The state championship game, he went off, um, but uh, definitely uh, a really good player. 83 ta- uh, total tackles last year, 18 of them for losses, 12 sacks. He also threw in a couple picks and a fumble recover for good measure. So, uh, very uh, very likely to be a big part of the, the push for a three-peat out there at Cherry Creek. And we'll have a, a little high school football preview thing coming up here. In, you know, in a few in a few podcasts, it's kind of foreshadowing uh, as we plan behind the scenes, but. Uh, you know, the sad part is, you know, I was looking at, at rivals top, you know, 20, top 16 or top 20 or whatever it is yeah. for um, the state. And of those top 10, only one is committed to a Colorado school. Yeah. And this is a this is a reoccurring theme that you've seen for a number of years with Colorado missing out on great talent, uh, whether it be CU, CSU, um, you know, whatever that it. It, for whatever reason, we just miss out on that good talent, man. Like uh, there was um, Dalton Reisner's a, a one that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, I think of uh, Max Borgie. You know, there's just a handful of guys that you're like, well, why why aren't they in Colorado? Why aren't they going to school at a Colorado school? And um, it's kind of frustrating, you know, being a fan of CU, being a fan of CSU and our local teams here. Um, it's kind of frustrating that they're not. It it is. Um, I can definitely tell you though, as far as CU goes, you know, I was at a coach's clinic earlier this year at CU. Great, great experience. Um, their coaching staff is awesome. I love the way they've, you know, they have a history together and they've grown together as coaches. And their intentions are recruiting heavily in the state this year. Um, you know, and and I think that they're going to turn that around, and you're going to start to see a lot more kids that are getting looks from in-state schools and hopefully they stay in school um, in, in state as well. But Blake Barnett, like I said, I brought him up because he is actually getting looks from CU right now. Nice. Um, so, you know, hopefully he decides to be a buff. Well, and, I, I, I uh, think some of that stuff's out. out of CU's control too. I don't think necessarily that they're not trying to go after these guys. I truly believe they're trying to go after these yeah, guys. for sure. I also think a lot of it has to do with infrastructure, um, just opportunities. Some of these other schools that these guys are going to, are literally football schools. So there's not this, um, you know, there's not this whole, you know, second class kind of feeling to it. You know what I mean? So um, we'll see. I I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not looking at it as a bad thing. I think CU and CSU can start getting on their grind a little bit more and get them guys in here, man. I think we'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think so as well. Um, And, you know, we deal with it in high school football as well, where, where you have, athletes that want to go to the big name schools you know and play for those schools that have that reputation of of winning per se you know and and they don't want to grind it out with the school that's right in front of them giving them an opportunity you know and and i'll end that with saying you know the school doesn't make the athlete the athlete does what he does you know so don't think that you need to go to these big name schools in order to 
do what you do on the field. You've got yourself to this point, and you'll continue to get yourself to the next point. So believe in yourself and your ability when you're making your decisions. I think there's something to say be said about that, though, too, because, like, um, it, it's – it's a different feeling to play at a football school, right? It is. It um, is. You go to like you know the Pomona's, the Valors, uh, even Ralston Valley right now. With the, you know they've got a lot of kids. They're considered more football schools, even though they're they're successful at other things. Like you think of those schools in football, you think of them schools. Cherry Creek is one of them. Yeah. You know, going for their third straight uh, state title and whatnot. So I think there is something to be said about that. There also is something to be said about building and um, kind of creating your own your own lane. And so you see it a lot with some of the kids that we that we work with all the time. So, yeah. you know, they're extra talented. They could probably thrive at other places, and uh, they, they, they stick it out with what they're doing, man. And so, um, you know, it'll, it'll always be that way. Hopefully we, we kind of change that now that, you know, there's some changing going on in college football, and we start getting more. I think CSU's facilities are beautiful, and now they just yeah. got to get people to them. And I think once that happens, I mean, they send people to the league, so there's talent there. So we'll see. Yeah, shouts out to CSU as well. You know, they just also had a camp where they had a bunch of athletes out there, and they were competing high school athletes at at a high level, and and you know, so they're also in tuned with what's going on locally, and they're going to continue to try to keep some of those kids in state, and it's all just up to the athlete at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on here, kind of wanted to bring a little something up, man. I was uh, this case has been in the news for a while now with the Brittany Griner situation in Russia. Um, for those that don't know, um, Griner was accused, and I think she just pled guilty um, to bringing hash oil into Russia back in February. She did. Um, crazy timing. Like, she was out there just as Russia invaded Ukraine. So, um, you know, the politics are, are, are super high in, in the whole situation. Um, but it's just it's, – it's unfortunate, man. Like, it's a, it's a screwed-up situation. You know, we make mistakes in life, and we kind of – you know, do things we wish we can take back. But I think just the, the whole environment with the situation kind of amplifies everything. It makes it kind of, they want to make an example out of her. Um, you know, she's African American woman. That's also, um, part of LGBTQT community. And, uh, I think she's engaged or married to one back here in the States. And in, in Russia, I know I think it's, it's criminalized to, to display, um, propaganda gay propaganda mm-hmm. and so i think it just it gives them more incentive being she's american and you know she's she's a, a lesbian woman to to go ahead and, and make an example out of her and it's super frustrating because i mean i think what she's being charged for is, is bringing some hash oil in on in a cartridge man and it's yeah it, it's, it's minor yeah. half of the states here in the in in, in this country it's legal yeah. in terms of whether medical or recreational um and it's just it's just a, a crappy situation to be put in. Um, I kind of I kind of feel her frustration. I feel some of the people's frustration. Uh, it's also frustrating though that it's 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 being a topic kind of used to divide folks. Yeah. You know, uh, like an us versus them kind of thing. I hate it, man. That's it's the worst. You know, I, I've been seeing these memes like if it was LeBron, they'd they'd get him out of there. Yeah. And it, 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 there's there's probably some truth to that. Um, but at the same time, I think with the money involved with LeBron compared to the money involved with Brittany Griner is that, that there would be more resources at there. But that's the point. Well, I know I get that, but listen, what's what, what, what is the, the, the deal here though is they're not, they don't give a care about the money. They want political, their political prisoners to be released. Right? You're right. You're, you're totally right. Like I, I agree with, with 
everything you said, you know, but I will take it from this approach. Um, you know, I do think that, first off, I'll say that Joe Biden, David Stern, and the Kathy Engelbert, the WNBA commissioner, they're all doing their part right now to try to get her, yeah. her free, um, you know, but we haven't, we've been in this situation before where we've had citizens prisoner overseas and we've, you know, negotiated things specifically with Russia recently. Um, and, you know, I think that we need to do a little better effort in, in doing so with this case. You know, I think when we talk about the comparison to LeBron or even a Tom Brady or whatever you want to say, a male athlete, you know, I think there is something to be said about it in the fact that she wouldn't even have been over in Russia if she would be compensated here in the States properly for what she does for a living. You know, I think the the pay scale from male to female is just overwhelmingly different. And I think that we need to kind of attack that approach a little bit and maybe, you know, pay them a little bit more so that way they don't have to compensate some of their funds by going overseas to play basketball. Um, you know, you, you, I think, again, we're all athletes. We talked about this last week. We have to put ourselves in the right places, make the right decisions. If you're going to a country where you know something is frowned upon and you're going to a country where there's going to be a target on your back specifically because who you are, you should probably, you know, take all precautions at that time. For sure. Um, but I just think that as a U.S. citizen, I would like to see us, you know, making a little bit more effort in in not only trying to get her back, but also spreading the word, right? Like, how publicized is this really? Like, you hear about it here and there. It's not as publicized as it would be if she was maybe a LeBron or a Steph Curry or a Tom Brady or anybody else. She ain't on that level, bro. Like, like, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Like, this, hear, hear me out real quick. In terms of her, like, star power, she's, yeah. I don't think she's on that level. Like, she's not as well known here. Like, I know of her because I've watched her play basketball when she's in Baylor, you know, up through the. But I, I don't know that she has that same kind of. And, and, that, and that's besides the point. I think um, the fact that David Stern, Joe Biden, you know, the WNBA commission, they're starting to try to make some things happen. Why don't they give one of these oligarchs their one of their yachts back and tell them, "Hey, we'll give you a yacht back if you can you can put a squeeze on, on Putin to get her, let her out." You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, the, um, something. I hey, think you got to try every avenue. Grease the wheels a little bit. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to turn. I don't want to go off the wheels with it. But in terms of like her pay and her going overseas, the NBA used to, they used to have a bunch of dudes that used to go overseas for a while there just because opportunity wasn't here for them. Yeah. So they go over there and it was good pay out there, like Europe. Um, out in Europe, they pay they pay good money for for basketball compared, especially women's basketball compared to what they pay here in the states. Um, but I think there's a bigger market for it out there, and, and I don't I don't know that it's the same same playing field in terms of money brought in. Like I don't think I don't think the WNBA brings in nowhere near the amount of money that the NBA brings in. So therefore, being able to pay them now, could they make more? Absolutely. I think I think if you look at the the WNBA shares that was collectively bargained, it's it's a lot higher towards the the league than it is towards the player. And that's yeah. something that needs to that needs to be addressed because that's that that part is is definitely off there. I just think the economics sometimes don't work out. I I like I like the idea of them making millions just like the NBA players making millions. But the NBA WNBA's only been around about what, thirty years, twenty five years. Yeah. And, and they don't have the same they haven't been around 60, 70 years, 80 years, so they have, like, this large growth of generational fans that kind of fund it and feed it. Um, 
I think it's gotten bigger. I remember it used to be relatively small. It's got definitely gotten a lot bigger. And I think whoever's whoever's negotiating on their behalf need to go on and get that better cut of the, of the pie. Um, you know, and hopefully they get to a point where you know they've got a lot of new teams. They got like uh, Las Vegas got a team recently. You know, there's just a lot of new teams, but I don't think there's enough. Um, they don't do enough in terms of pushing their product out there. Like, well. Well, I, I agree. You know, it's not all wholeheartedly on, you know, the league and, and how they pay their players or how it's structured even. It's it's also just a society thing, yeah. right? Like if if the WNBA is playing and the NBA is playing on TNT and you got the WNBA on ESPN2 or something, you're going to watch the game on TNT. Let's keep it real. And, and, you know, that's the kind of thing that I'm saying. Like, we don't give enough respect to these female athletes who are putting their bodies on the line equally just as much as some of these male athletes um, by the views. Because you're right, views and sales and fans – is what drives the NBA to be the NBA. Well, look at TV you know contracts I mean? with like the NFL and how much they get based off their TV contracts because they know they're going to have X amount of chunk of, the, of the media come in. You know what I mean? What I don't again, I don't mean to take us off rails, but what if they drop the, the, the hoop down a foot or two and in the WNBA made it a shorter hoop? It'd be a flashier game. It'd be more dunking. Like, do you think that would I'm just thinking off like like marketing wise like do you think that would sell better i mean i know it kind of changes the game a little bit because the shots are different from three-point range like it, it completely changes the game i think the percentages would go up to be honest with you in, in terms of three-point percentage and, and field goal percentage but um to to give flash i mean because there's nothing flashier bro like i could think back dunking. like yeah dude like lady driving the lane and just getting up there and ah, you know yeah bro like it, it's exciting to see because you don't see that mm-hmm. um but I don't know how much it would change the game. Yeah, you know, and I, I honestly, dude, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I just think that we have to take the time to to just give them the respect for what they're doing currently. You know, um, you've seen it, and again, we don't want to go too far off on a tangent, but when we're talking about female to male um, comparisons, you've seen it with the U.S. soccer team, the yep. women's U.S. soccer team. Forever they were underpaid, and, and for a long time they were what, Everybody was talking about when yep. it came to USA soccer. You know what I mean? And they're a very, very well-coached team. You know, they're a very prestigious team. They've won. Bro, they had several. a more than legit gripe. Like, they they definitely had a gripe there, and it took forever for them to well, be treated somewhat equally. You know what I mean? And and I think it's the same thing. And deservingly so in right that now. aspect. FIFA's, FIFA's corrupt as, as can be anyhow, but that's different. Um, when I think USA soccer, I don't think of the USA men's national team. I think no. of the USA women's national team. I think of Brandy Chastain. I think of Mia Hamm, um, you know, and then the new generation, the Rapinos, you know. Um, I don't I don't think of the U.S. men's national team. I can barely name a couple of guys from that team, Yeah, you know. And so I, I do believe in that aspect for sure they had a legit gripe, and I'm glad it got taken care of yeah. because they deserve to be – Paid better than they were being paid. They were, in my opinion, they are U.S. soccer. Yeah, like we had a soccer influx. I remember it as a kid, right after we won the World Cup. Like everyone was playing soccer. Yeah, you know. So they definitely had a legit gripe, and I'm glad they're getting that taken care of. And um, hopefully, you know, my my frustration with this Brittany Griner thing, bro, is the people around her. 
Yeah. Like, like my thing is like, yo, if, if I'm going to another country, I would, you know, I would hope my people around me would be like, yo, you're on your P's and Q's. You got this. Make sure you don't have this. Make sure you don't take this. This. Well, not even that, right? I mean, I'm not saying do do anything that you're not supposed to be doing out there. But, you know, if if for whatever reason something that's not frowned upon here you decide to travel with or whatever case may be and you're of a certain stature, well, then get somebody else to be holding whatever yeah. you need to be holding for you. Because, Where's Chris Carter at with the fall guy? Because <laughs> what's going on, man? Like, you're... You're a U.S. gold medal winning athlete. Yep. You know, she, I feel very strongly that if you serve our country in our war, we need to go to back for you whenever we need to. Um, so shouts out to all the veterans. And I also think if you go and you serve us in the Olympics and you win a gold medal and you represent us at the highest level, of sports, the epitome of sports, then we need to also back you at that point. So free Brittany Griner. So she faces up to 10 years. Um, she's, she's asking the court for leniency. when she goes back, I think she goes back in a few weeks, um, asking the court for leniency. Um, I just, it's frustrating, man, because you know, this is, this is being done from their end as an example and as, as a political tool, um, you know, we'll see what happens, bro. I I hope the best because it, no one deserves to face ten years in prison because of freaking hash oil, bro. Like, yeah, and and the scary thing about it, right? And this goes for here in the U.S. Um, anywhere really where you know law is is conviction rates, right? Mm-hmm. People are afraid of conviction rates. Russia has a ninety nine percent conviction yeah. rate, and you know the attorneys for Brittany Griner, you know they're all strategically saying we need to take this plea you know because if you fight it then you're gonna face the minimum and the the chances of you taking this plea pleading guilty and getting home sooner are a lot more likely than you fighting this case and getting dragged on for years and years and years and then you get in sentence to it to the same amount of time or more you know so it's a shame that the system is is built to where you have to take a plea that you necessarily don't want to take, yeah. just for the sake of your freedom. Yeah, it's wild, man. I can't I couldn't imagine facing ten years for for hash, and I couldn't imagine <laughs> imagine uh, you know being in a prison in in a foreign country. It's got especially Russia, dude. Yeah. And with everything that's going on, and I think everything that's going on right now with Russia and Ukraine is kind of just. Um, I don't think I don't think this would have been as big to, of a deal. I think they still would have probably tried to make an example out of her, mm-hmm. but I think there might have been a little bit more work workability there. You know, we getting her out. Maybe we trade you her this person for her. I think there'd have been something there. But with the way everything's going, the rhetoric back and forth between the U.S. and Russia and uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, I think. Um, it, it's definitely one of those things that's kind of been heightened a little bit. The burners turned up a little bit, and the pot's boiling. So, sure. hope the best for her. Hope she can get out. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see what the, the NBA, the WNBA, and um, some of our our constituents do. Um, there's definitely a lot of pressing pressing issues, but I know there's family of hers and whatnot that would love to have her home. So, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, free, free Brittany Griner. So trade alert, trade alert. Yeah, hey, let's talk some more sports, right? Um, everybody's been talking about it. It just went down recently. Baker Mayfield was traded um, to the Carolina Panthers for a 2024 conditional mm-hmm. fifth round pick. Um, now this pick could turn into a fourth rounder if he plays 70 percent of the snaps. Um, the interesting thing about that, right, is 
he's in a quarterback competition with a familiar face. Um, you know, him and Sam Darnold were in the same draft together. In fact, um, the 2018 draft, Baker went number one, Sam went number three. There was a lot of controversy back then on who was going when and who was going to get picked first, and now they're full circle back battling it out again. Um, you know, so it'll be exciting to see how that shapes out. Um, can, you know, Darnold's handle the pressure once again, like, is he going to rise to the occasion and battle it out, or is he going to take his seat behind Baker and just back him up when needed? Um, but let's talk about the details of this trade a little bit. You know, I think the Browns will still pay $10.5 million to Mayfield. Panthers are on the hook for about $4.85 million. Um, and then the quarterback decided to put the rest of his contract into incentives and bonuses like that. So, you know, I think Carolina at the end of the day is getting – a pretty good deal in this in this situation. They got a good quarterback that could come in compete, and they're not paying too much for him right off the bat. They have somebody else on the hook. So, no, it's um, it's wild that think about that first round class. There's yeah. what four uh, in the top twelve or so, and yeah. of those four, only one has really proven to be worthy. Yeah. Is Josh Allen? Uh, I don't even is is uh, Rosen in 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 the league anymore. <laughs> and then you got Baker being traded, which Baker kind of got. Uh, last year, last year was was a bad year for him. I'm not. Yeah, but there's you no make way to your bed. That. Yeah, you do. At the end of the day, you make your bed. You're you a do. professional athlete. You know, you know the business. Yep. You know that they're gonna bring in people. They're gonna trade way people. Oh, I'm not even talking about the Deshaun trade. You know, no, like, I'm not even talking about that, bro. I just think it's a bad season for him last year. He he made a lot of mistakes. Oh, he regret. He regressed. He regressed yeah, uh, he from did. the season previously, and I know there was some battling back and forth between the coaches and some of the personalities they had in the locker room. But I, I think a lot of his flaws kind of shine through I last th- season. Yeah, I think though a lot of that though, honestly, to to back Baker up, I think that was a lot of coaching, right? Yeah. Like, and not saying that the like X St- isn't Stefanski or whatever. Well, yeah, I'm not saying the X and O's portion of the coaching either. I'm saying Baker Mayfield played a lot of last season injured. Yeah. And as a coach, at some point, you got to protect your player. You got to protect your brand, right? If you got a guy out there that's given a hundred everything that he has, but it's just not his full potential, and he's putting himself at risk, and really you're losing games anyway, then what are you risking? Why you got that guy out there? You know, go with their backup. That's where you pay backups. You know, this is the NFL. Yeah, these guys are are good quarterbacks. Pay your backup and let. Baker rest and then play when you need him in tight situations, you know. So, yes, he underperformed a little bit, but throughout the year he was playing injured as well. So, I mean, I think he's definitely out of that class. He's definitely the second best. I think he's edging out Sam Darnold for second best, and I think he'll edge out Sam Darnold uh, in this quarterback uh, contest. Um, He's okay, man. He's not he's not horrible. There's there's worse guys, and but there's also he's probably middle of the pack. You know, yeah, and I think this trade could be good for the Panthers. Um, it's pairing them up back, uh, pairing them up with Matt Rule. You know, getting more of that college system in there. Yeah. Um, he thrived at Baker thrived in that at Oklahoma, and you know, a lot of what Matt Rule has done when he was in college, and then even now is kind of that spread offense and that that same kind of system. So I think it's the best place he probably could have went. I, don't, I can't think of any other places that are better for him to go. He'll Got he'll C-Mac. compete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and hopefully McCaffrey's healthy. Uh, if not, you know, the last couple of years that he's been hurt, they've had somebody to throw back there to kind of be serviceable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they're a rebuild team. Uh, you know, they're not going to be great. I didn't like their draft this year. 
but you know, we'll see. I think a good quarterback can always cover up a lot of flaws. So it's whether or not Baker can step up and be that guy. Plus, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. You know, he wants to prove to everyone else not only not only everyone else, but he also wants to show Cleveland like, yo, Deshaun's oh, yeah. going to be suspended for a little while. You're going to be in a, in a rut. Here I am thriving. So let's see what happens. I think it's a good move for Baker Mayfield, and I think Carolina Panthers. I mean, what else? What else do you got to lose if he if he tanks it or gets hurt and doesn't work out with him and him and Sam Darnold, you'll be picking the top five again. You get your quarterback next year. Yeah. You know, I think Cleveland has really, you know, hurt themselves with this one or got themselves in a pretty sticky situation when it comes to quarterbacks, Um, you know, and they, they couldn't foresee it coming this way. Maybe they should have investigated the Deshaun Watson thing a little bit more. Um, well, you had to know, know he was going to get suspended, though. I mean, they they suspended Ben Roethlisberger. He didn't get charged. They're on the they hook for a lot, a lot of, of money right now. Deshaun Bro. Watson and Baker Mayfield. They're paying two quarterbacks more than they're paying their quarterback. There. But but it's a long term picture, right? So wonder if this is part of the ploy. Wonder if they're like, all right, we know this year we're not going to be that good. We're going to be without Deshaun Watson for a good chunk of the season, maybe the whole season. Why not just throw what we got out there? We don't want to put Baker out there. That's that's wrong to do to him. So they're looking out for him. Mm-hmm. But it's also gives them a better advantage to get a lower pick if, you know, they have this backup quarterback out there. Yeah. You know, they've got a great running game. I don't know if – We can't uh, sleep on Jacoby Percet. I think he – you know, he, he's going to be he's able to step in and, and do his job. He did it in Indy. Yeah. You know, he did, did it, it in Miami for a little Miami, bit. He's know, serviceable. So I, think, I think Jacoby will step in and get the job done at the end of the day um, for what they need to, to get done, especially, you know – He's an NFL quarterback, like I said before, and last year they played with the Hurt Baker Mayfield. I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett out there than Hurt Baker Mayfield any day. So. Well, and he's a vet. He's savvy. He's been around the league for a long time, so he knows how to prepare. He knows that his this is his job for a moment. He knows that when Deshaun Watson is approved to come back or cleared to come back, that that's who the quarterback is. Yeah. So I think it's a good, I think it's a good guy to have back there as a backup. I just don't know that they're going to give him too much to work with. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Baker Mayfield will win that competition between Sam Darnold, and this is the reason why. Week one. He wants revenge. Week one. Who they play week one? With Browns? They play the Browns oh, week one. You so there's you couldn't write it any better. Sometimes, like, you know, we're going to talk about the WWE and, and a little later, <laughs> and it's scripted, but sometimes the way things happen in the NFL, you think it would be scripted, right? For sure. That's, Baker well, that's Mayfield like, That's like Seattle Panthers and Denver And Russell Wilson to Denver yep. And week one It's Seattle, Denver, Carolina Cleveland. Oh yeah you Baker's winning that He couldn't write it He doesn't oh, He I, doesn't care if he plays The rest of the season It's like he cares It's the NFL yeah. But week one He has that date marked And he's coming for you Cleveland Best believe it but Baker's winning that battle Because he's the better quarterback He is <laughs> He's he is. gonna I was I, being nice Yeah I think I think um, Sam Darnold I, I just Maybe he's a little shell shock I mean he got he got killed out in in New York, you know. He he got drilled a bunch. There was that video of him saying he's seen ghosts, you know, uh, when he was playing with with the Jets. I think his first or second year. So it's rough, man. Um, hopefully, it's a good battle. Hopefully, uh, C Mac can stay healthy and give him some support because if you got a dude like C Mac in that backfield, it opens up a lot maker. of windows for you. Uh, people got to respect your run. People got to respect. Boy. Yeah, there, there's another one that got away, right? Yeah, but I think his parents had more to do with that. They're Stanford yeah. people, but um, yeah, man, I, I think it's going to be a good thing for Baker. We'll see how it works out. Um, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's a good situation <laughs> to be in right there, right? Um, 
So I just want to give a shout out to Christian Whitney and Black Sevens. If you need any graphic design work done, make sure you hit up Christian Whitney at BlackSevens.com. Christian is a native of North Denver and a beast at what he does. He's also a great dude. Visit BlackSevens.com right now to see his work buy some merch and see all what he has going on when i had the envision for dna threw it at christian he knocked it out the park so go visit black check out his merch and subscribe oh he really killed that he really killed that logo bro yeah, he did. i was super proud of that logo man um it, uh, even even uh, the options that we had to go through um it was fun sharing with people you know a couple people like, hey, what, do you, what do you think about this one what do you think about this one dude the he did a great job, so definitely show him some love. And he's he's definitely a great dude. I got to meet him here at the barbecue, and yeah, great guy, man. Good um, people, great company, and he's a genius when it comes to design. So check him out for show. Um, so we talked about WWE just a second ago, and uh, I just brought this up because I think for a lot of us men who were once young boys, oh, WWE yeah. was a big part of growing up at some point in your life. Uh, WWF from back when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, we won't mess with the World Wildlife Fund. <laughs> yeah. But uh, reportedly, uh, Vince McMahon has some uh, some issues going on. So it's been reported that he uh, paid four women a total of $12 million to quiet them down on uh, sexual misconduct allegations. Um, he paid, uh, Vince McMahon paid out millions in hush money to a former female wrestler with whom he had a coercive sexual relationship with. And... Uh, Decided not to bring back to WWE um, after she spurned him for further sexual advances. Uh, he paid. He allegedly paid seven point five million to the former wrestler. She alleged that he coerced her to giving him oral, promoted her, and then decided not to renew wow. the contract in two thousand five. Uh, after she refused further encounters with him, according to Wall Street Journal. Um, an NDA was negotiated in 2018. Uh, the Journal reported details uh, over twelve million paid out to four. Uh, women over the last 16 years uh, as you know this is coming on the hills from last month being reported that the WWE is investigating a secret three million dollar payout uh, from McMahon to a former employee over an alleged affair um, cause that that whole situation caused McMahon to step away as chairman and CEO um, WWE has an ongoing investigation and there are other executives within WWE who are alleged to have similar activity um, it's wild to think about, man, but it goes to show you, like we were talking about earlier, dude, money corrupts. And yeah. there's a lot of dudes that think they can do what they want. A lot of people who think they can do what they want. Um, and just because they have money or because they have this elevated stature in society, um, you know, they, they're going to get away with it. So it's it's frustrating um, to see that some of the progress be held back by crazy stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as a longtime WWF fan, you mentioned that earlier. <laughs> Um, this upsets me. You know, Vince McMahon is a wrestling legend. Um, however, money doesn't make you untouchable, Mr. McMahon. Um, you know, if you walk like a duck, talk like a duck, you must be a duck. Same thing I said with Deshaun Watson, right? If there's so many allegations at some point, you got to just say, you know what, you're guilty of something. Um, but it's it'll be interesting the way that this, this you know, proceeds going forward. I was watching a few things earlier. Um, and I believe Vince McMahon actually made an appearance on SmackDown um, the other day. And then when he went into the back locker room, um, screamed, he said something kind of hinting towards the situation, then went into the back locker room and screamed F them um, in ludes of, of, of what's going on. Um, so, you know, I think the arrogance 
and things like that of that nature are going to get you in the worst situation than than you're already in. Um, Sometimes you got to take back seat, bro. Yeah, Just be like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm stepping away from the line. Like, he's 76 years old. Yeah, but you know, they also you were saying there's other high end members within yep. WWE that are also being looked at, and there also have been talks of maybe one potential um, WWE worker employee being the quote unquote fall guy mm. and taking a lot of this the brunt of this blame. So that's why I said it'll be interesting to see how the next couple of days proceed um and see what goes on with that situation. But, you know, I just wanna say, you know, again, power, money, fame does not it's not power. Don't confuse it with it. And boundaries are boundaries. Yep. So, you know, you gotta know a person's boundary. And I just don't understand it, Al. I don't I don't get Whatever happened to the to the game, right? Whatever happened to the enjoying the machismo feeling you get from from you know courting a young lady and and, and saying all the right things to get you to where you need to be, and for her to feel genuinely attracted to you, like you're attracted to her. What happened to those days? You know, now people think that it should just be I'm so and so. You need to like me. Well, I think you get to a certain point, and I've never had a uh, million dollars, let alone multi-hundred million yeah, dollars, billion yeah. dollars, you know. So I, I don't know the arrogance that comes with that when, you know, no one's told you no for the longest time. Yeah, Everyone's kind of just bowed at you because you they know you can change their life. So I, I think there comes a certain point in the, t- in the person's time when they're at that stature. Like, that's why I see some of these guys that are that are humble and that are – you know the same person they were um, long, you know, long before they got money, and they're the same person after they got money. Because um, to be able to be humble and down to earth after after having all these people just tell you how great you are, um, it's got to be a tough, tough thing to do. Um, but like you said, it hasn't stopped Mr. McMahon from living. He, yeah. he, he's making appearances at SmackDown. Um, he made an appearance uh, at a at a UFC event this last recent UFC fight. He was there with Triple H, his daughter, uh, a couple of execs, and just having a good old time. Uh, you mentioned earlier that there's other employees that are also in hot water for the same thing. I was this Wall Street Journal story that I was reading. Um, it, 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 I forget the executive's name, but it's one of the like CFO type guys. Mm-hmm. It's the same guy we're talking about. I, I just laying laying with the same woman, man, had yeah. the same issue, yep. and it's like, dude, y'all just sharing people now. Like, it's it's so wild, it's like bro. They, they're passing things around and now they're going to pass the buck on to him, you yep. know, and, and pay him a, a hefty settlement to just kind of go off into the woods. It's and like, Hey the, man, you're going to have to take this. this. And I don't think it's anything. I don't think anything legal is coming out of it. I don't think it's like a, uh, like a legal deal. I just think it's a, um, more of like a lawsuit thing now. And yeah, me too. You know, it, it, it it's a shame though, you know, like, Especially when you when you get to a certain level of success and you have so much money to where lawsuits just are another day in the park for you, you know. Where like you said, you're at UFC events and 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 you're spending high end dollar to to be in the front row or wherever yep. you're sitting, you know, club seats, whatever the case may be. Um, and and you have these looming pending charges and you're just living life like nothing. I'll never I'll never tell a person how they should spend their money, like. If you got money, spend it how you spend it. If you work hard for your money, you spend your money how you spend it. I just think what $12 million can do, and that's a lot of freaking money, man. Yeah. That's a lot of money to pay out to tell people, shh. You know what I mean? And 
it makes you think like what else have you paid for in terms of keeping quiet? Yeah. Um, what other things have been done? And I'm sure, I'm sure this, this is probably just the tip of the iceberg. You know, when these things happen like this, there's always just this flood of, of more allegations or flood of more things that come out about the person. And the next thing you know, they're just completely, you know, uh, just completely freaking change their view on how you think that person. Yeah. You know, and I, I challenge some of these guys, you know, Again, situations, we're not in the situations that happen to cause any of these lawsuits that are coming up on any of these people with money or whatever the case may be. But, you know, and, and I understand sometimes, you know, you see one thing one way and the other person sees it another way and it's just a misunderstanding or whatever the case may be. But I challenge some of these guys, if if you're out there settling lawsuits for something like this, well, why don't you turn around and besides that settlement – donate some money to a charity of somebody who's been affected of something just like this, you know, to show, you know, I may have made a mistake or I might've did something that came off in the wrong way. And I want to show that I'm not that kind of guy. I'm going to donate to this charity because I think this is something important and that people need to know that this is not who I am. Yeah. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, exactly. Anybody anybody could play some hush money as they say to make it go away. Well, put your money where your mouth is and, and put some money to a charity and show that you're really not this person. Well, how do, how do rich, wealthy folks speak? They speak in terms of dollars, right? Yeah. So you want us to believe that you're really sorry and that you, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're sorry you got caught. Yeah. I'm sure you're sorry this information came out. But if you want to let us know that you really are, put your money where your mouth is and, and go out there and, and, and make a difference with, with something that you can do, make a, a wrong or right. And But until then, that's when, man, I, I just I look at it in a whole different light. Like you said, Mr. McMahon used to be a legend. He he was a legend of the, of, the, of the wrestling world. He made the WWE a multi billion dollar industry. Um, to think of it, what, what it was when I was a kid, going to the events to now, it's a full on production. Yeah, um, it, it's wild, man. Entertainment. It's, yeah, it's it's truly world wrestling entertainment, and well, you can't think of the squared circle without thinking of the WWE slash WWF. So yeah. very unfortunate, man. But you make your bed, you lay in it, and there's consequences to everyone's actions, man. And there is. You got to live by it, and you got to live with the consequences. So, hey, it is what it is, as the kids say. Yep. You know, <laughs> it, on to you know some other news that I'm pretty excited about. Some better uh, news. Other topics, you know, something fun that's going on today. In fact, you know, and and I'm very excited about it. I'm an advocate of of battle rap and the culture. You know, hip hop in general. Um, I've been watching battle rap for a very long time. Lions Den. You know, Smack DVD era. Everything. You know, I'm not no caffeine baby. You know, so everybody's talking about the caffeine babies. I do watch caffeine um, now. And speaking of, you know, Gnome 12 will be on Caffeine today, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Check it out. Um, you know, I'm very excited for the matchups that they have on this card. It should be a good one. They have, to kick it off, they have the Ultimate Madness Finale, Swamp versus JC for $100,000. Mm. Um, you know, that battle should be an interesting one. You know, some say Swamp may not be a matchup for jay-z or jc i'm sorry um but they may have said that about rum nitty as well and and he got that job done um according to the voters and they said it about Fonz. you know he's been an underdog in every single one of his matchups he's had the toughest road throughout the thing and you know i think that he definitely will um 
come out to fight. You know, it's a hundred thousand dollars on the line. They're they're athletes just like dude. That's wild. Else, you know, and, and the preparation that they have to put in to to do what they do. Hats off to them. You know, um, we've both done music before, and and for me personally, you know, I just don't know. If the music that I've done in the past would transition to to battle rap in a sense of where it's at nowadays, you know, these guys are getting up there and and writing for three and a half, sometimes five minutes if you're DNA, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're just rapping straight punchlines, bars, metaphors, you know, double entendres, all this different, you know, skilled rap. And it's pretty impressive to see. Um, it's definitely evolved, dude. I remember battle rapping. It was like freestyle battle rapping. And yeah. just going back and forth freestyling, man. And it's it's definitely evolved and changed. And um, some of these guys are so creative with the way they put their punchlines together, man. It's 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 incredible. Have you ever battled before? I have battled, but um, not on camera and not in a setting more like you were saying, more of a freestyle type setting. I'm going to battle your best guy. Let's show up at a party and let's have it out. You know, Um but, you know, I've never been a part of any of the battle rap leagues that they have out here. You know, they have uh, Cushion Coffins, yep. Body Bag Battles. Yep. You know, there's a few out here in Colorado. Um, shouts out to Mr. Biscuit. Mr. Biscuit. You know, he does his thing out here, bro. He's actually, you know, made his appearance on some of the crucibles within the URL. And, and, and watch for him. You know, he still may make his appearance on the main stage someday. Um, so but, I battled before, Dom. In, in one of the leagues? Not one of the leagues, but it was it was a... It was a body bags battle, but they had like a feature battle, right? Okay. And we were just there as we were there as musical support. Yeah. And um, I beatbox battled. Oh. Yeah. And I beatbox battled this kid. I forget his name. Um, we're going back and forth in the first two rounds. There's three rounds. We're going back and forth, and I was holding my own, bro. I was hitting some hitting some killer beats, and he was dope. And a uh, third round came along, and I, I had to go first. Um, Third round came along and I hit him. I hit him with what I got, bro. That's what I got. I'm about to take this mug out. Yeah. He killed me. Yeah. Killed me in the third <laughs> round, dude. He killed me in the third round, bro. He came out with like this dubstep uh beatbox style, bro, that was just at the time, and this is probably ten years ago. At the time though, I'd never heard nothing like it. I've never heard no one do a beatbox a beatbox with dubstep. And uh he he the crowd knew, I knew, my crew knew. <laughs> it, it, it was humbling But it was also dope It is a great experience bro Because I had never done nothing like that I've performed on shows and stage And uh, we did a couple of the 420 rallies too Where it's just a sea of people you see Yeah but I'd never been on camera battling somebody just like we're battling, dude. Like, oh man, it it takes stage presence, dude. you know. It takes confidence, yep. you know what I mean. It takes skill, and, and all these guys we're about to talk about possess that. You know, I, yep. I'm a again, I'm a big fan. Um, you can see it on my shirt today. The talk is different. This is easy to block, Captain. This merch, <laughs> um, you know, I'm a big fan of them. But I'm gonna run down my predictions for this card real quick, Al, if you don't mind. Um, no, because I got some opinion. Okay. <laughs> Swamp versus JC, the ultimate madness finale. You know, I think it's it's gonna be a good battle. I think Swamp he talks what they want to talk in Houston. You know what I mean? Like his southern swang. Is that where it's at in Houston? It's in Houston. Oh, okay. Um, That's gonna be a big part. Swamp's from uh, South Carolina. No. You know, um, and I think the way he raps may trans. You know, go over well in Houston. Um, however. JC is probably, in my opinion, since I've been watching battle rap, one of the best pins in battle rap. Um, and I got JC winning this 2 1. 
um, clear. And that's what I got on that prediction. JC is just too much, I think. I think Swamp's going to come out strong, bro. You know, like you said, he's going to feed off that crowd because they're going to dig what he's doing. But I think just, uh, you know, JC's ability is just going to shine through a little bit more. Yeah. And I think I think ultimately the cream always rises to the top. It does. It does. Um, and I'm not going in the particular order of the card because this was introduced as the first battle and maybe co-main event. To me, easy to block Captain and Goods are the main event, but this is being kind of put out there as one of the main events. Um, and that's T-Top versus Tayrock. They've already had a quarantine battle. I don't know if you were able to check that out, <laughs> no. but in 2020, they did a quarantine battle of where it was just basically over Zoom, and they went back and <laughs> forth. And, you know, I think, you know, I think Rock... You know, he went in there a little bit light. He was still fire. He went in a little bit light because it was a quarantine battle. T-Top went in there ready to take his head off. So I think Top took the quarantine battle. However, in this setting, in a live setting, Tayrock is the gun bar king. And I feel that Tayrock will take this battle 2-1 edge. I ain't mad if you have T-Top 2-1. Um, I feel that it could go either way, but me personally, I feel that Tay Rock is going to have a little bit too much up there, too many punches, too many gun bars, and, and at the end of the day, those schemes aren't going to work because a lot of us heard them. Um, however, if T-Top brings Briz Ralstein out and talks about the whole fight on the stage thing, that may be... Maybe something that pushes mm -hmm. him over. Maybe it, an angle that he can take, but for right now, I'm gonna say Tay Rock two one, on in that battle for sure. You gotta like Tay Rock's chances, being that it's harder to. I, 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 you think it's hard battle rapping on a stage? It's got to be weird battle rapping on on Zoom, dude. Yeah. Like I hated Zoom meetings when we were doing them. Yeah. You know, you're stepping over each other. Like it's just it's just a mess, man. And you can't. Sometimes it's it's the delivery and the body delivery of the bars that. Um, go a long way in, in battling yeah. You know I, I always Always just say Like you just need A big hype crowd And you know Get hype And you do something crazy And yeah. But sometimes A lot of There's a lot to be said About the the whole Body language And just delivery And I don't I don't think that Shines through as good Through a computer As it would live on stage So it definitely Interested to see that one I, That one go either way And I agree with you Probably on Tay Rock Yeah And you know what It's kind of also Like you know Have you ever Slap boxed with one of the homies Yeah And you feel like you took it a little light yep. and they went a little harder than they should have because they're like, oh, we we're just playing around. So the next time you give it to them a little bit more, yep. I think that's that situation. And then the I next time Tay Rock is like, you know what, we're professionals, but we're also cool outside of battle rap. And we had this Zoom and you went a little harder than I like, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come hard. It's time. like when you're fighting with your little Pause. brother. My, um, <laughs> my, my little brother one time, bro, I was teaching him how to fight. He had these little mini boxing gloves. And I was like, you can wear the boxing gloves. I'll get pillows, and I'll, like, wrap them around my hands, and I won't hit you that hard. And we're going, and you know, I'm teaching him how to jab, teaching him how to work his work his hook, and we're, we're, we're starting to go at it pretty good. And he, he cold clocked me, bro, caught me right in the nose and had a trickle of blood. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Yeah. And he yeah. came at me the next time, and I hit him with an uppercut, bro, and he bounced off the Slept couch, it. fell onto the floor, started crying. And I was like, all right, all right, you're okay. You're okay. You're yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know, let's go on to the next one that I have on my list. This battle was added at the last minute. Um, it's a goodie. Both these guys, I feel, are coming into this with something to prove. I think a lot of people have been talking about K-Shine in a negative way, maybe saying that he may have had a few debatables. You know, some most people have him losing to Easy the Block Captain. Um, and I think he's 
couldn't remind people why in 2019 everybody was calling him the most dangerous battle rapper there was. Um, I think K Shine will come out in this battle versus Real Sick, and I think he'll take it 2 1. Um, Real Sick is a talented opponent, and he could also come out there and steal this, but I think Shine has something to prove to the fans. Has nothing to do with real sick, but I think Shine's gonna come out and be the K Shine that we all expect him to be, um, and he'll come out and take that battle two one. I'm just going real sick right now because I like the name. Yeah, hey. fool. and that fool's real sick. So yeah, he is. Uh, I think uh, I, I think I'm gonna go differ on with you on that one. I didn't be nice. the first one I do, but I'm gonna go with real sick on that one. Nice. This next one is a bar fest, Al. You know, this is probably one of the most slept on battles. Uh, I had to go back and forth with whether this was going to be the battle of the night for me or not. It still may be by the end of this segment. Um, but Danny Myers versus None None. Both these guys' freestyle ability is out of this world. The rebuttal game. This can be a freestyle rebuttal battle the whole entire time. And you talked about it at the beginning. What happened to the freestyle battles back in the day? These two dudes might very well bring that. Um, you know, they're very skilled at what they do. You know, they call Danny Myers the bar god. And none none says he wants this battle to be for that title. He's coming for the bar god status. And me personally, I'm going to go with Danny Myers just because, you know, he's a vet. He's hard to beat. He doesn't lose very often, and he's that dude. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go with Danny Myers on this one. 2-1. Man, same thing, bro. I'm probably going to have to have to defer, uh, you know, go against you on that one and go with none, none. Nice. Uh, again, it's another one of those. I like I like how each one of these battles, bro, they're very they're going to be very competitive, dude. They're, they're very capable gentlemen and um, all have their own unique skill set, but – I think I'm gonna have to go with none none on this one, and I I think it'll be close. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if 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 it swayed the other way uh, with the vote. But y'all want none and none none, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Next battle, um, also another goodie. Um, one of the hottest faces in battle rap. Some may say the face in battle rap right now versus a legend. Um, Gichi Gotti versus Hollow the Dawn. You know, for me, I'm gonna go Gotti. I just I relate to more more of what Gotti says, you know what I mean, personally. Um and and the way he flips words and uses words along with the lifestyle that I'm accustomed to gravitating towards, you know what I mean? I just think Gichi Gotti is gonna be a little too much for Hollow. But man, Hollow's one of the originals, you know what I mean? And and he's one of those dudes that again can freestyle out of this world and in their face off he said he's gonna bring that element back. So I'm excited to see what Hollow brings. But I'm gonna edge Geechee Gotti in this one as well, two one. All right, I'm glad. I'm glad we're going back and forth now because I'm going Hollow the Mother Loving Dawn, bro. Yeah. Uh, Hollow the God, Hollow the Goat. Yeah. Uh, like you said, one of the one of the throwbacks and kind of can relate back to that throwback feeling. Yeah. Um, Geechee's Geechee's dope though. Uh, it'll be a good battle, bro. But this this is gonna be one of those. Uh, we're gonna take it back to. Back to the sweet, the golden age, and we're going with Hollow Man. He could do it, man. I'm not, I'm not gonna sleep on him for sure. This next battle, personally, my battle of the night. Both of these dudes, man, are phenomenal. I like both of them. In fact, I have a, a text message or a, a instant message with Easy the Block Captain. Um, last year, around July, you know, I actually messaged him and told him he should take Calico and. 
at Geechee before he took Goods. I thought Goods was a little bit more of a dangerous battle for him, kind of a, even though they talk that same kind of talk a little bit, um, it's kind of a style clash because Goods can, his confidence and his swagger can make your ability look really small. Um, you know, however, Easy's been cooking, man. He hmm. is 10 and 0. You know, he's killing everything moving. Um, he he's just again him or Gichi Gotti to me have to be the face of battle rap right now, and for me personally, I wouldn't be surprised if Goods came in there and again I could be upsetted on any of these battles and any of my picks, but I'm gonna rock with Easy Two One Edge. Um, you know I don't think there's no way that that either one of them is gonna come in there and get a clean body. But I do think that Easy's going to come in there and just do a little too much, and he's the talk is different. You know, Goods talks that slick talk, but the talk is different. And those who are listening for that talk, and everybody who's watching this battle is listening for that talk, I think Easy's going to take it. I like Easy too. I li- Easy's a little gritty. Yeah, um, I like that about him. Uh, Goods is clean, man. Like uh, I watched that one with him and Cassidy, and I thought he did really well on that one. Yeah, um, killed him. Yeah, uh, he's got bars for sure, without a doubt. He's got bars, but I just like the grittiness of Easy. I think uh, being in the South with this one, that grittiness is going to come through a little bit more. Uh, I think it'll resonate more, and I just kind of I just like the way his, his delivery is a little bit better. And I think I think he's going to take this one. Uh, it should be a good battle. Um, Battle of the night, I I probably agree with you on that one, yeah. um, and it, it's exciting, man. I I'm not I haven't been big into battle rap, um, been doing my homework, and you know you've turned me on to a few things, but uh, I just it's competition, bro. You get out on the stage, and it's competition. See some of these cats that still bring in the freestyle with it, Ooh, that that resonates with me, and I'm excited to see that because uh, all these dudes are dope, and they all they all can just slaughter. You know, a good chunk of battle rappers in the world, dude, with no with, with ease. Yeah. Um, and to see see them go back and forth on this one should be fun. Uh, it's just, you know like a Super Bowl battle rap. Yep. No night of main events goes down today in Houston, three p.m. Eastern time. Check it out on Caffeine. Shouts out to Smack. You're you're doing this. You're taking this battle rap culture to the next level. You're the godfather of battle rap. You are out. You're doing your thing. Caffeine partnership. Drake. Shout out to Champagne Poppy for partnering with URL and Caffeine and doing what he got to do. And this should be an exciting card today. That's dope, man. Um, staying along the same kind of lines, bro. Um, kind of keep it light before we close it out today. Okay. Um, so I've been listening to some new music, man. I, I get excited when I hear new music that, that I like, especially when it comes to hip hop. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the new hip hop doesn't it misses with me. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, there's this new group out, man, that I've been fooling with, um, and it kind of led me to ask you, you know, what your favorite new artist or band is. Um, there's this new group that I've been fooling with called uh, Coast Contra, and yeah. they're dope, bro. Um, I don't know if you've heard their Never Freestyle. It went viral on on uh, Insta and, and, and Facebook and all that. But um, there there's four members of the group. The group's called Coast Contra. They, they're coming from the uh, West Coast, mm-hmm. uh, from, from out of L.A., uh, the four members, Raz, Taz Austin, uh, Real Los, and Eric Jamal. Uh, Raz and Taz are actually the uh, twin sons from uh, West Coast legend Raz Cass. Okay. Um, so they got some talent in their bloodline. 
Um, Real Los, he comes from like Columbia, bro, and they met in high school and they formed a group and then they released a mixtape together. Brought in their fourth member, Eric Jamal from Philly, and you can hear it in his voice. I mean, he's a, he's yeah. a Philly cat, but these guys got bars, dude. They're they're all all four of them are super dope. Uh, favorite track on their album that they just released an album called Five Hundred Five. Uh, they were on like Jimmy um, Jimmy Fallon and all that shit, like yeah. like last week. So, um, Apartment Five Hundred Five is the album. Favorite track off there is a song called Pimp and Benjamin. Check um, it out. You can find their freestyles on YouTube. Um, but dude, I like them because they they relit a flame in me, bro. Like there's a I love lyricism. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I actually didn't know who they were um, until and you kind of schooled me to them, and I went and checked them out last night, and and they bring that essence back, bro. They yeah. bring that that hip hop. Essence, the you know the Talib Kwalees, the Most Defs, yep. the Commons type, but they also have like somewhat of a new school t- twist to it. Yeah, you know? like it, it, it's not it's not completely hip hopish, but it's lyrical hip hop. You know what I mean? And, and their stuff is good. I was listening to it last night. You know, um, I checked out a few sounds. I checked out that apartment five hundred five. Couple songs off of it. And and I'll definitely put them in my playlist and, and check them out from here on out and, and listen to them. They're, I like what they're working with. It's like that boom bap trap kind of kind of mixture, yeah. bro. And it's like they all work well together. Uh, it, it's pretty dope, man. Um, I I actually I'm actually gonna play a little little snippet of it. Okay. Um, but this uh, this dude, this cat right here, Eric Jamal, flame dude. I used to want to be a drug dealer. I don't know dealer. if we're supposed to be doing this on I seen always <laughs> Spotify, but we're going to do it anyway. I yeah. used to want to be a pimp too. Ooh. But then I felt love. When I heard I could be anybody, I start running from who I was. Like, damn, I don't know who I am. Not too many role models in my fam. Uncle Sam came, took my green eggs and ham. On my knees, praying to God like, amen. I don't want to have to go put a gun in hand and do the running man for robbing for finance. Go blam, blam, another young man dead. Don't understand how we allowed this to happen. Another boy killed over beef, we like lamb. Slaughtered by police and people with my skin. In Philadelphia, everyone's jersey is Cunningham. At 12, you understand 21 is your life. Life's fancy. Bygones can't be bygones. They just go bygones. I try to teach huh. them how to excel. They think too micro. They only see as far as their windows. I think they eyes closed. They rather go by Jordans. I wanted to be like Michael. You see, but they they got bars, bro. And especially bars. this young brother, uh, they got bars, man. And and I. I just showed him, but I think the whole group, they're super fire, man. And it's exciting to see young groups like that coming together um, on hip, you know, new to hip hop, man. Because like you say, sometimes some some things get, get stale, but also you need to, as a, as, as a grown adult myself, I need to open up more to some of the different new music. And yeah. it's people like that that kind of, they're that segue to the, the new school, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and you know what? It's exciting to see see when artists get together on a hip-hop album like that as a group and just collab every day in the studio you know what i mean like as uh, you know how hard it it could be to to contrast with somebody when you're in there really trying to put a hit together and, and the fact that they all sound good yeah. on a record together is a really they vibe. really big thing they vibe together and um, their apartment 505 is like apparently based off of the the, the story of them all just moving together in this apartment and that's okay. all they did was just freaking create record. their create record create record. That's dope. And you can hear it in their music, man. You can hear the 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 level of chemistry within the four with the the four. It's hard sometimes to have 
good chemistry with more people you have in it. That's why Wu Tang was so fuck so fire, and that's why a lot of these these mega groups you don't see too much out of, and you see like more duos and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to to for them to have that kind of they all blend and mesh together perfectly, and they're real dope, man. So if you guys haven't heard them, go check them out. That's Coast Contra. Um, this ain't no paid endorsement or anything like that. It's just a dude that loves hip hop hearing some dope hip hop. So yeah, and we don't own the rights to that song. Just yeah, I don't even know. I don't know what the do's or don'ts are. With, with, <laughs> we're, we're new to the podcast we're world, and we appreciate you for joining us along this journey into the podcast world because we're gonna do what we do. Yeah, you know, you you started that segue. You know, I don't want to go away from them too much, but you asked who I listen to nowadays. Um, you know, and and I'm deep in this battle rap culture, man. Yeah. Like, like a lot of people talk about battle rappers not being able to make the transition to music, and for the most part, I agree. Yeah. Um, Put them on a beat and it changes. Uh, yeah. However, that dude Sue Surf, that dude makes music, bro. If you don't know who Sue Surf is, go check him out. You know, I think he has some of the dopest music out there. You know, I, I don't consider him a battle rapper when I'm listening to his albums. He just puts out good music. You know, he has a collab venture with Mozzie. I'm sure a lot of people know who Mozzie is. If you don't know who Mozzie is, check him out. He's a beast from the West Coast. Um, Susur's from New Jersey. You know what I mean? They have a joint joint venture called Blood Cousins. And, man, that is fire, 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 pure fire. Um, so, yeah, that's who I've been rocking lately. Um, there's also an artist I just got hip to the other day. His name's Rucci. He's from Inglewood, California. You know, he, he's, he's doing his thing, trying to come up, and he's trying to actually, you know, with – Hope hopes that the doors would open up to maybe an invitation or a meeting between him and Mac Ten, you know, some Inglewood love there and 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 get his foot in the door. He deserves it, you know. It's, it's long overdue, um, but yeah, those are some of the guys that I check out right now. That's dope, dude. I, I like I like the the going back a little bit. I do like the the um, battle rappers when they're in that battle rap element and just hearing them, even if they do freestyles or whatever, because it. When you don't have to have structure and you could just freely let your pen do what you want to let your pen do, like you can come out with some really creative things, bro. And I, I'm a sucker to bars, dude. I, I take bars over dope, crazy, fancy production any day. Uh, the old boom bap where you could just have, you know, a, a drum kick and, and loop and, and just letting someone go at it, bro. I love lyricism, dude. And that's why those guys resonate with me. That's why these battle rappers that you've been pointing me out to resonate with me. It's just because you get to get into the lyrics of it, man. And that's where it's at. Um, if you haven't checked it out, I would definitely recommend checking out Sue Surf's bars on I-95 Freestyle. It's funny that you say that, bro, because I just pulled that up. Should I play it? You should, bro. It's fire. Well, let's get by these uh, little uh, ads because we're not – Getting yeah. paid by these ads. Yeah, we're so we're gonna we're gonna have to check this out though real quick. Let me peep it. Bars on I ninety five, man. Number one hip hop show in Connecticut. Gun titles. I don't even gotta talk much about this. You already know what time it is. I got one of the top heavy bar spitters in the planet next to me. So we're gonna get right into it, man. It's C's boy. A B, what up? What the hell's going on? Well, 
I thought we were going to a little technical difficulty. All them late nights, me and them walls got acquainted. Bosky out with the hammer, plenty pictures out and painted. I'm judge, read the charges, shit. Mama nearly fainted. My hood been Iraq. And bricks like the Navy in the kitchen, whipping gravy, trying to get it for the baby. I wouldn't say a name if them motherfuckers paid me. Remember sitting in that cell, Jordan and McGrady. That's 23 and 1. Window blocked so I can't see the sun. Push ups hunted down all the way to 1. Just caught another case like I ain't just beat a gun. Somebody on the phone tripping. She won't let him see. Go ahead with your shit, go ahead with your list Them niggas that you think hard, me and them no mix But everybody banging though, everybody riding Out of state screaming out blocks, we be sliding Good on your welcome home if you wasn't screaming free me Mine on the mill behind that wall, hold up, free me Tended in parlors, we probably pile up for the mission Lord, I know I'm contradicted, but I'm praying that we hit him Wasn't thinking about his mother before we got him, but we get him Pray my mama don't ever gotta identify a victim We rap those things, get some clients if you're trapped on blame my daughter asking what them tattoos mean Shit, first you feel sad And you feel mad In the mirror like What if she want a nigga like her dad So I've been trying to chill I've been focused on the bag I'm sorry if this ain't the type of shit To make you dab Nice of that saddle Yo, the boy is nice, <laughs> son got goosebumps, bro oh. you Surf is fire, bro Check him out He's fire Oh, that's what's up, bro Hey, that's the perfect way to do it, man Um that's it, man. That's the end of the second show, dude. We did we did this. Yeah, we, we went did. in on that one. Hey, what did you learn today? I learned a lot. <laughs> I learned a lot. Um, but one thing that I learned for sure is that I don't know. I learned I, that Sue Surf is dope, bro. I, oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> nah. I learned that again. You know, I, learned I learned that we got a long way to go. You know, I learned that money corrupts, power corrupts, and you know we got a long way to go. But I think we'll get there. And as long as we continue to do what we do. And, um, you know, I think I think we got a responsibility in terms of just kind of bringing things to the light, you know, using this platform to be able to bring some things to the light. And it doesn't have to always be something that both you and I agree on. Yeah. And that's the great thing about this country. That's a great thing about life and being able to uh, be free to express ourselves is we don't have to agree, but we do have to understand that. There's always two views to a story. There's always two sides to a story. So we got to make sure when we're doing the diligence to make sure that we're doing the diligence on both sides and we're understanding and being empathetic to other people sure. too. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. And, and you know, I, I was a little frazzled because I was still feeling that surf freestyle. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I'll say I didn't necessarily. It's not what I learned or what I what. I, but it's what I'm going to take away from this is that again, like you said, we got to be compassionate. You know, we got to be understanding. Um, we got to be respectful. Again, I keep saying it. I said it in episode one. I'll say it in episode two. You know, we got to respect people's boundaries, man. And and we just got to, you know, give respect when respect is due and give people their flowers when flowers are due. Um, and so, you know, with that said, if, if, if we're in a tough situation as a country, we got to back the people that, that we support. And that's why I think this Brittany Griner thing is so important. So I want to end again on saying free Brittany Griner. And I hope that... Everything plays out the way it's supposed to be in that situation. Y'all heard that. Make sure you go and check us out, dnasportsdenver.com. Again, that's dnasportsdenver.com. Yo, go book a session. Go uh, follow the podcast. Leave a review. Leave us some follows on our Facebook, Instagram. Uh, almost said MySpace. <laughs> Twitter, uh, YouTube channel. Need some subscriptions. Uh, again, we're growing. We're growing. We're going. So make sure you uh, check us out. If you didn't listen to the first podcast, go listen to it. Follow it up with this one. And uh, we'll be back with the next one, man. We appreciate y'all for tuning in yes sir shouts out to black sevens and christian whitney go check him out as well and hey support us
We out.